What's up, everybody? Josh and Jay back with the America is Blue podcast. A little bit better vibes around, not just because of the three points from the bridge, but we've also got a special guest joining us from Carefree, Louisiana, our man Dylan Polk. So glad to have you back, brother. How is everything going down in Louisiana? How are our brothers and sisters in blue down south? Doing fantastic, guys. Thanks for having me back. Uh, we're winding down after a crazy Mardi Gras season, after a second successful Blues Day, and a finally a Chelsea win. Well, it's great to have you back, man. We're so glad that you're that you're here to chop it up today. But getting back into the usual flow of things, Jay. You still get the first word on this show, man. Tell us what your initial thoughts are on the three points from the bridge today. Well, it's always good to get a victory. Uh, a win is a win, even if it's a gross win. So that's great. Uh, we, we are three points closer to 40, which keeps us out of relegation. So that's always positive. <laughs> H- happy days for us Blues fans. Uh, Leeds were atrocious. We were slightly less atrocious. Um, but again, listen. Three points is three points. So I am a happy camper. I'm glad I spent my Saturday morning watching our team get the victory. Um, but we need to see some more progress. So, Josh, uh, what was your word to describe the game today? Well, before we get into that, I just make the comment that the beer tastes better when you win. This is true. That this being is true. said, the word for the game is agonizing. It was still terrible. Everything about it was just killing me. The entire time, it was completely horrifying to watch. At no point did I ever believe that we were really going to win until the final whistle blew. I thought we were going to find a way to trip it up in there. But that being said, by the grace of God, Southwest Six and London have something to smile about today. Three points. And we're not talking about our preferred methods of suicide. So all out and out, it's a positive coming out of the game today. I'm with you on that. Dill, get in here, bud. What do you think? Uh, man, I mean, obviously the same points. It was a little bit agonizing to watch. Felix hitting the post. I was just thinking to myself, okay, it's going to be one of those situations where this is – it's going to be just another one of those games where we're thinking we're going to do something. We look good for 20 minutes, and then it falls apart. But uh, my word of the day is defenders. And I say defenders because not only did we get a defender goal, we got a defender assist, and we got – a clean sheet. So my word of the day is defenders. You know, I, I like that, man. And it's interesting that you touched on an interesting point there, Dylan, because my guy, Joao Felix, me no finish. He's the guy that always just manages to hit the bar, always manages to do just enough to get the oohs and the ahs, but not the thank gods. So we got to I mean, start his, seeing him hit the back of the net a little bit more consistently. His feet looked good. The ball was moved. The ball was moving around. We were doing quick passes. This was one of the first days that I was like, okay, Graham put some tactics out on the board and made these guys understand that it's got to be about movement because we just looked lethargic on the ball for the last two months. We didn't look like we had any idea of style or where we wanted to go with it. And today, there were obviously moments where you just want to bang your head against the wall, but at the same time, we look like we have an idea where we're trying to progress as a team, and that's exciting. That let, that makes me feel 10 times more hopeful going into Dortmund midweek than I thought that I was going to feel this for, at this time right now talking to you guys. 
Well, I am glad that you are this optimistic because we definitely need it between the two of us. We've been somebody's miserable. Gotta be, somebody's got to be excited. I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Don't worry. We are not going to bring you down. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll agree with that to a certain extent because I think we've seen fits and spurts in some of the games that we've played, not all of them certainly, where we've put it together for 20 or 30 minutes and we've looked really lively. The, the first leg of the Dortmund uh you know, uh, against Dortmund away, I thought we looked great in spurts of that game. Um, but we just couldn't finish. Then there were other games where just nobody had a clue, nobody was playing with any confidence, and it was just a, a, a disheveled mess. Um, I don't share the same level of confidence as far as the direction. That, that, that I'll disagree with. But I will say, again, yeah, there were spurts of this game where we did see some combination play. We saw some good passing, freeing up runners. Um Decision-making in the final third still continues to be an issue. Confidence with guys who were supposed to be hitting the back of the net continues to be an issue. But the build-up to it um, wasn't bad the entire game, and there were moments. And uh, I will also echo the sentiment. The, the, the back line, the back three that we played were excellent. That's All three of those guys played great. I actually thought RLC played a pretty decent game. Stop um, it. Stop it. No, I, I didn't think he was that bad. Listen, no. my, my, my standards for RLC are very, very low compared to those standards. I didn't think he was that bad. I, I thought, thought Chilwell, besides... I got to interrupt you. You thought his first touch was good? I didn't think he was bad. Thought, I thought that he was all right. Gave, you thought the balls he gave away were okay? I didn't see as many of the turnovers. Uh, I didn't. Really? I just didn't think that... I thought that he was decent enough playing in a position that's not his as a replacement for Reese James, who was out, I just, I didn't think that he did a ton to abs- to hurt us. I thought that Chilwell outside of service for his corners, which were really good, I thought he looked particularly rusty. And again, he just needs time to play because obviously he's better than we've seen over the last few games. I guess I can be nicer considering he was playing out of a position that was normal for him. But I still, if you're a professional playing in the game, holding down a spot and you're saying, I can handle this position... I guess looking at what we had available, maybe the rushing Aspilicueta back would have been too much, and they thought that Leeds, yeah. he wasn't going to have the pace that was needed. But I don't know. There was one time he gave up the ball 10 yards outside of the box that scared me, that looked sloppy, that just had me having more concerns than I wanted to, wanted to go. Out of anybody on the field today, he was what I would have called more the weaker link um, getting things done because yeah. – when you don't have when Reese James isn't on the field, you don't expect a win from Chelsea right now. He's that player that normally yeah. lifts you up, and it was really nice to add on to your point that Chilwell was able to come in, work that left side, running up and down all game, and constantly throwing in balls. I was if Fafana hadn't scored that goal, Chilwell would have been my man of the match. Uh, no, okay, no, I mean Ch- Chile Chile is is starting to pick up steam. Uh, there's no doubt. But as far as the actual game is concerned, we got off to a solid start. There was, there was, it was more direct. Uh, we were, we were clearly trying to to get more balls into the box, trying to you know create more opportunities to either get a rebound or a, a, a fluke goal or, or just a different way to score, trying to manufacture something. But a lot of guys could have done a lot better with some of the service that they got. I thought Kai could have done a lot more with that uh, you know initial ball in from from Ben Chilwell. Uh, Fafana had a, had a chance to actually, you know, do better on his, on his first header. Thank God that he was able to, to settle down later, but that first one, uh, he, he should have, he should have pounded that one into the back of the net. 
And Kai Havertz continues to, quote unquote, lead the line and to just lead to more disappointment. Uh, the, the fact that we just can't poach goals and we don't have a guy that is an out-and-out nine or even a false nine, Kai Havertz is a midfielder. He's a number 10. He's, he's, he's somewhere out on the wing. He is not a true number nine. We have to figure out what's going on there. And uh, we need to do a little bit better with some of the opportunities that we're creating. We need to be more clinical. And I think hopefully that's going to come with more belief uh, from the manager, but uh, you know, th- there's still a lot to do here. And uh, I think there's a, a lot of guys that have a, a lot of effort they need to continue to show and a lot of improvement they need to make. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, listen, we're, we're nowhere near the standard. <clears throat> we're still nowhere near it. It feels good to get a win, but if we're going to start to think about what this team can be for next year, because that's really what we're aiming for at this point, we need to see vast improvement and vast cohesion between all these parts that we brought in to have us start to feel better about where we're going to be next year. Um, and Dylan, I don't know, you know, I want to throw out a question to you because I think Josh and I are fairly united as far as where we stand with Grand Potter. I think we, I think enough time has been given. I know the circumstances haven't always been ideal, but we're, we're, we're adios amigo. Where, where do you stand on that? I mean, I think that anybody who's a Chelsea fan understands that this isn't good enough. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna answer your question with a question. You bring in Jose, you bring in Zidane, you bring in whoever the fuck you want. Excuse my language, but I'm this. This is gonna make me like angry when the more I think about it. What 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 manager is gonna come in and do anything? Like the team, if the team morale and the guys were like, we were hearing bust ups in training or, or fights or guys were getting in trouble or getting in the media, then yes, I would think the whole package is disheveled, but the team seems to be in good spirits and just isn't getting the results. I'm wondering, like everybody's grandfather's just now getting to the point where he's got his full team back. We're getting the more pieces of the puzzle back. All of a sudden, we get a win. Let's say that we get a win with against Dortmund as well with Graham Potter. Is everybody going to immediately flip their attitude and say, okay, maybe Graham Potter can handle this and maybe where it's going? Or is everybody going to still say Potter out? I know, and we all know, Graham Potter took on more than he can handle. But is another manager going to come in and change everything that we're doing? Is the manager change the answer? Or do we just not, or we just need a wholesale clear out of the players that aren't getting it done and bring in the ones that want to play? Because I tell you, come summer when we've got Christopher, Christopher and Cuckoo from Germany, we've got our, we've got a lot of things that are going to be cooking up front for us. So yeah, Potter, Potter's in over his head. He, he's, he's definitely in over his head. I just don't, I'm not sure with the exception of maybe Jose Mourinho or bringing in some legend that can put fire underneath them. Ah, is John Terry going to come and take the job as a caretaker? That'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be the one. That'd be the guy I'd love to see do it. But I don't. I don't think a manager change is going to. I think. Do I think, dude, you just led to it. And this is what we've discussed because I think any of the guys who were actually available to come in, I don't think anybody's really excited about them leading us into the future. They just all come with similar question marks or different question marks. I think the thought would be. Is there somebody who would be able to come in and restore some pride and 
bring some energy that's been different from what we've seen over the last few months to write the ship for the rest of the season and then go back to the drawing board. And I, I know that's where I land. And whether that's John Terry, whether that's Frank Lampard, do us a solid. Uh, if Gus Hitting, if you're alive and you're available, oh. you want to come back in and save us one more time, I'm all for it. Uh, I think that's personally where I've lent is let's figure out what we need to do to get through this season without us causing more damage and hurting what's, more what's, players' what's, confidence what's, and having to rebuild that and then figure it out from there. But what's more damage right now? Because I don't think relegation is going to be in the conversation. If we make it past this round um, through Dortmund, we're not going to make it past the next one. Like, I, I, don't, I don't know who that's going to be, but the quality is not there. Um, maybe he'll have time to put something together. But at this point, I think it's just maintaining the ship. I don't think maybe maybe one year without European play is something that our team needs. Because I'm pretty sure, and you can correct me, but the last time that we didn't have to play in Europe, didn't we win the league the next year? 16, 16 17. That, that, is, that yeah. is correct. Uh, that was we, Antonio Conte, of course, and – and and yes, we, we do have a track record of of showing up and, and making a difference uh, with that scenario. Let's get let's get real. We ain't playing in Europe next year. We ain't nah. playing in the Champions League. We ain't playing in Europa. We ain't making a Europa Conference League, uh, and which would be a waste of our time anyway. So we'd have to fly to Azerbaijan where... to play in that in that league. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's completely insane. Um, but the fact of the matter is, and I think maybe the guys at Clear Lake Capital are just going to say, we're going to be down a couple, you know, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60, 80, 90, 11 million uh, in this first season. And we're going to have to make sure that we play our little butts off and get back into the top four next year because there's no resuscitation right now uh, for our European standing. Our only chance to, to maintain the Champions League would obviously be to win it. And we all know how far away. Uh, from that, as you know, Dylan astutely pointed out, we need a complete reevaluation of everything. And I'm also in agreement with Jay. Rip the Band-Aid off, get a custodian in here, and then figure out somebody in the summertime because no one's going to, like, you know, snub their nose to us. I mean, there's so much talent. There's so much money. Uh, there, there's so much clear vision. Chelsea's still a huge club. We're definitely going to continue to attract managers and talent. It's just unfortunately we've we've got a, a shrinking violet who's out of his depths, and we need to uh, figure something else out. That's all it means. Yeah. Oh boy, man. I just I just don't know if any anybody <laughs> exactly. Oh boy. Well, guys, there was a second half of the game, right? So so we we came out, showed a little bit more energy. Here here's the thing. Fofana scores, right? We're we're getting into the second half. Fafana scores, I stand up, give my ironic cheers, and all I could think about was, please attack. Can we now turn up the meter, gas this place down, get a second, get a third, get in somebody's face, create a turnover? Even when we had opportunities, Connor Gallagher going forward, we got three on threes, we got four on fours. I never believed that we had the ball, that we had the through ball, that we had the correct pass, that we had the guy that was going to get on the end of it. I'm literally standing there saying, what are they going to do? When is this thing going to get recycled right back into the middle of the park? And it's going to be Batty Ashiel, Chilwell, Batty Ashiel, Koulibaly. We just 
can't seem to move the ball forward consistently, which is another thing Graham Potter preaches patience on the ball. I thought we missed a huge opportunity to try to put leads away. The second that we scored that first goal, Stanford Bridge was going nuts. That's when you got to kill your enemy, and we didn't do that. I'll tell you what would make me feel great, Dill. If we went out and scored multiple goals, that would make me feel like we had a direction and that we had you know, a way of playing, I'd be like, oh, maybe maybe Graham's a genius all of a sudden. If we put three pass leads, we all would be having a way different conversation, I think, here today. And instead, to Jay's point, we pull off our two best attackers, Raheem Sterling and and, and Joao, because Kai was not present, and put on Zakaria and Connor Gallagher. So you put on the spider monkey and a holding midfielder to take over the position of two attackers and leave Kai Havertz as you're out and out number nine on an island, those are not tactics. That seems like a stumbling, bumbling, trying to hold on to a lead type of guy. And why couldn't Mur- desperation? Why, why couldn't Mudrick come it's on? Desperation. Why, why, if if you're if you're going to change out one of those two wingers, why wasn't he one of the options? Because every time that he's come in, in that, last week when he came in, eighty what did he come in? Eighty second minute, the stupidest five minutes basically for him to get into the game because it's going to take two minutes for him to get a touch. And then five minutes later, he actually gets to work into the ball was the most aggressive player and looked like we had a chance to do something in the fucking game. And then all of a sudden now he's not even able to get minutes. Oh, great. We got this big coup over Arsenal to take a player that they wanted. Well then let him play. Like just give me a chance to get. Yeah. (laughs) Why didn't he come on the same time that, that he, that, he, that he pulled off our attackers. It just makes no sense to me. Like, give, give, give the guy who is trying harder to make an impression in the game a chance to play. And if you are going to pull off those guys, then let's put in a midfielder that's going to make an attacking move. And, yes, I understand Chukwamika is, is this new talent that can do it, but if we're not going to give Mason a chance to come back and form, then I don't understand what this team is doing because the player that was voted two-time player of the year by, by, by the team, is out of form and is in the media for more than anything. And there's all this speculation that he could go here, that he could go there. If there's anybody who wants to play for the team more than ever and get back in form, it's Mason Mount. If you're going to pull off those attacking players, let's make a smart sub and put an attacking midfielder in who's at least going to try to get something into the box. Because all the chances that were created in the second half, anything big that was worth a damn, they were all on lead sides. And I'm pretty sure they had like three big chances for headers to go in where they just couldn't get them on target. I don't don't know. I just, it it seems to me if you're going to take off attacking players, you at least put somebody in the hole that can try to give some type of service to Kai, because let's be real. If it's not a perfect swung in ball or the ball put on a plate for Kai, he's not fucking scoring. Yeah. And this is exactly what I mean about the manager. This is the problem. And this is why, I am still concerned. It's not about what we could potentially achieve. It's my mindset is the damage that's being done. It's the mindset of these players. It's hard when you rip the confidence out of one of these guys. And these are, these are egomaniacs. These guys, they're getting paid a ton of money. You can destroy a player. You can destroy that player. And to have to have somebody come back and build it up and start to pull together the pieces to get them back to form. That's not easy, right? So, Exactly to both your points. We score the goal. We should have all momentum. We're playing at home. We have the crowd behind us. You throw the throttle down against a team that is more desperate than we are, but we're the ones acting more desperate than they are. So you pull off our two best attackers. That would have been the perfect opportunity to get Mudrick in the game. Because if if your idea here is, all right, I want to be conservative. We need a win here. 
So I'll play a little bit more defensive. What do you want to do? You want to absorb pressure, and then you want to thrash them when they've lost their shape and they are pressing forward. What do you need for that? You need somebody who's got the burners to get out there and do it. Kai Havertz is not going to do that. And if you've just spent a small fortune on Mudrik and you want to get him assimilated into what the Premier League is like, what better than when you're up on the scoreboard, exactly. you're playing against a garbage team, and you really don't have much more to lose? Get him out there and allow him to fly up and put pressure on that back line. This would have been a great opportunity for him to be able to get some through balls, make contact, and maybe get on the tally sheet. Yeah, exactly. Get him and on then we the- just kept on getting more defensive and more defensive. Yeah. I love Carney. I think he's a great talent. The guy hasn't played in two months. He hasn't touched the ball. You expect him to be sharp? He's barely played. So, again, it's these are the decisions. If I'm a footballer and I'm sitting on the bench – with all the problems that we've had and all the decisions that have been made that are head scratchers, and you continue to see this, you just got to be sitting there. It's like, what the fuck is this guy thinking? And and that's what we're all thinking. So so that leads back to the manager again, where it's like, can we use the rest of this season to start getting the confidence back, to start building something, start getting these guys to play together and enjoy playing each other and change the vibes in the dressing room? So that when we go into the offseason, we're not being talked about as the joke who spent $607 million over a couple transfer windows and are literally hanging out just above relegation. It's such a challenge. And and it becomes harder and harder to to support the guy who just seems to be stumbling and and fumbling around. But we can can continue with the Potter bashing. But before we do that, I do want to hand out an award which I have not handed out in several weeks. It's finally time to do it. I've given up on it. But all right, everybody out there, it's time to give away our first man of the match, brought to you by All Out Fitness. And at All Out Fitness, they're inspiring individuals to be their best selves. Dylan, you get it first this time, bud. Who is your man of the match this week for Chels versus Leeds United? Chilwell. Chilwell, no question. Worked hard the entire game. Chilly, shut chilly. down everything. Shut down everything on the left side. Constantly working. Never once did I think he looked lethargic. Swung in the ball for that corner. Taking in, taking the job as the set pieces. Like he handles his job on set on set pieces. He constantly was working on that left side. Was always involved in play. Helped the team get a clean sheet. No doubt. Netflix and Chillwell. Netflix and Chillwell. I like, I like, I like, like that. A slow clap out for like that it. one. I like that, Netflix and Chillwell. Not as much as I like Don Bolioni, but go ahead. Jay, who do you got for man of the match, bud? I have a feeling you and I are going to step on each other's toes here. I'm giving it to the Frenchman and the goal scorer, Wesley Fofana. Wait, wait. Uh, I could have given it to anybody in the black in the back three. We cannot score. I haven't seen a ball go in the back of the net in I don't even know how long. So the fact that he was the goal scorer, he was threatening on the on the first set piece, should have banged that one in off of a chill wall cross uh, or corner. Second one, Chile connected. Wesley Fafana, man of the match. All right. Well, je ne parle pas français. However, I love Wesley Fafana. So it's got to be him, uh, the man who actually did the thing that we're supposed to do. The goal is to score goals. Thank you, Wesley for doing that. You should have had a brace today because you could have pounded that first corner in as well, but we'll take it because three points is three points, whether you beat them by one or you beat them by five. So thank God I got to give that award out. It's my first time in, in several weeks and I'm really happy to be doing it. So 
as we're pivoting, Dylan already kind of talked about it a little bit. Next game, Borussia Dortmund. Tuesday, 3 p.m. in the Champions League. Jay, we've talked about this. Admittedly, Dortmund's my German team. Of all the German teams that are out there, they're the ones I follow. They're the ones I root for. They are notorious for taking gigantic shits in big games and not playing well. And last week, or excuse me, well, last round, they showed up at Signal Guna Park. They, they played in front of their fans, had an amazing goal, you know, the 1-0 victory. We have dug out of deeper holes. They've got to come to the bridge. If we can find a way to put two past them, we got a shot to advance. But I want to chop this, uh, you know, matchup up with you guys a little bit as we start looking towards Tuesday. Dylan, what are some initial thoughts as uh, the yellow and black come in to Stanford Bridge? I think they're going to find that England's a lot harder place to play. I think our field's going to be a little bit more compact than what they're going to be used to playing. Um, I think that they are going to finally see a Chelsea that's going to attack down their throat um, for the entire game. And if they're not, that's going to be my biggest, um, you know, thing to say that like Grand Potter's not going to be the guy. If we're not attacking down their throat the entire time, then I don't know. What, I, I, don't, I don't know what this team is anymore. I want to see hopefully um, Mudrick starting the game. I'd like to see. Mason Mount actually getting minutes back in this. But I'd like to see Kovacic immediately back in the team again. He looked hungry this entire game that we just had. My curious thought is, is Matawaki going to get another go? Because um, he, ha- he has movement. His movement off the ball is what really impresses me. Obviously, he hasn't had time to assimilate into the team to be able to have those impacts that we want. But he's, he's constantly making those runs that open up space that I like to see. Um, and space is what Kai Havertz needs to score because you you and I both know that Kai is going to start this game. It's it's he's the guy. Like apparently that's we have no other choices. Fafana's hanging out somewhere, not getting the minutes, and we couldn't get a work permit for Santos to be able to stay with us. So Kai's the guy that we're going to be rolling with. Um, overall thought: if we can come out and play like we want, it's going to go two one, then go into extra time based on the goal aggregate. Um, beyond that. It's up in the air, but that's what I'm thinking. Jay, real quick, real quick, Jay. Dylan, your optimism is inspiring. I don't know. If, <laughs> I, don't know I don't know if it's because Jay and I just don't believe in anything and our souls have been sucked out from living in the Northeast for so long. But you know what? Maybe we need to have you on more often to kind of write our ship because you are looking at two degenerate people who don't believe in anything good. So. I mean, th- that's that, that's great to hear. And maybe I need to take those words in and start applying that to, to my own personal thoughts because uh, I think it's going to be a real uphill climb. But, Jay, I'd love to hear what your thoughts are because Dortmund's in great form, man. We could There could be two different teams coming together right now. Dortmund has been lights out since the World Cup. We have been God. We have been invisible since the World Cup. Um. That said, man, we we did go to Germany, and that was probably one of our better performances under Grand Potter. We played really well that game. We had a lot of chances. The finishing wasn't there, and again, they scored a great counter goal on us. So um, we're at the bridge. We do have DNA within Chelsea. They have their DNA at Dortmund, as you previously stated. Uh, I am not going to get to the level of optimism as our as our guest here. Um, 
I just have no faith in the skipper at all. And if we hit adversity, I just don't see us coming back from it. That said, if we approach the game similarly to what we did last time, and we are creating chances, and if we can convert a chance somewhere relatively early on in this game, and hopefully build a little bit of momentum and keep that up, that's that's the shot. We have to get we have to get off the starting blocks quick. We have to keep them off the score sheet, obviously. But if we can get something positive, call it like first 20, 30 minutes of the game, then I think we do have a shot. Dude, we're still Chelsea, man. We still come up big in big moments, even if we do have a maid as our manager. Dill, get in there, bud. What were you going to say? I'm just saying they had really one good opportunity versus us. We had eight shots on target. Yep. Yes, not all of them were that great. Had a quarter of them been a quarter of an inch the other way, Charlie, a quarter of an inch. Oh, that's a Duck Mighty Ducks reference for you if you weren't ready. We'd have been we'd have, we'd have, we'd have won the game handedly. Um, I just I feel like we can beat this team, and there's no fucking reason to constantly be negative about this shit. We, this is the worst that I've seen Chelsea since ninety since since, since I started following in ninety seven. Like we we've had like it's been nothing but an uphill battle, and I mean an, an uphill growth. And Chelsea fans that aren't used to seeing us lose, I get it. We're gonna have those seasons that that are gonna suck, and we're not and we're not used to this feeling, but. Man, I see a spark. I felt that spark today. I finally was like, okay, some of the pieces are here. Give me Reese James back in this team. Put Kova and Zachariah and Enzo in that midfield. Let Mudrick start. Free up some space. And I think maybe Raheem needs to go back to that left side. And maybe that's just me and put Mudrick on the right. Let Mudrick cut in with his left foot. I think that could be something that could do it. Like, I don't know, man. I feel like there's a chance for us to really win this game, and there's no reason well, to I mean, otherwise. Any, anything is anything. We we need change. We need inspiration. We need inspired play. But above all, we need finishing. So I think that that's kind of my final thoughts. But, guys, this is a great time. Glad that we got to do this. Chop it up for a little while. Talking some Chelsea Football Club. Next game, Tuesday, 3 p.m., Borussia Dortmund comes to the bridge in the Champions League. Tune in to your local television stations or download your apps or whatever it is you got to do to consume that. But first and foremost, uh, we thank you all for the subscriptions. We thank you guys for the listens, for the downloads. Slam the likes on Instagram. Slam the likes on YouTube. Look out for Carefree Louisiana on Instagram with us this week. We look forward to uh, talking to you again soon, Dylan. But why don't you get the last word in here, bud? No reason not to be positive, guys. Bowley's not sacking the manager. We've got to rot it out with him. Dig in. Get ready for some wins. They're not all going to be wins, but they're fucking coming. Dylan, those are wise words, man. I got to take that stuff a little bit more to heart and have maybe have a little bit more of a positive, optimistic attitude. And Jay, I'll challenge you to do the same thing. But in- Best of luck. In the meantime and in between time, thank you guys all for tuning into America is Blue. We'll be back with another podcast after the Dortmund game. Until then, America is Blue and up the shells. The shells.